Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, coming here with another great podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We certainly appreciate you, of course, being with thechrisvossshow.com. Be sure to go to the chrisvossspodcastnetwork.com. You can see eight of the wonderful podcasts that we have and all the different things we have going on over there. Got some exciting stuff going up. Uh, we have the CES show, the Consumer Electronics Show, that's coming up in uh, January, the beginning of January. It's the big show. Big show we do all year. Lots of walking. I'm already starting to exercise I saw some people on Twitter saying how they were uh, already starting to go on their CES diet to lose weight, so they're in shape. Uh, it's an extraordinary, uh, probably the biggest show on earth when it comes to shows and uh, all the different products that are there. It's just a crazy amount of innovation and technology, and I love going every year, and um uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work and it's a lot of walking. So you bring some good walking shoes. You want to bring lots of vitamin C, make sure that your health is, uh, really jacked up because there's lots of viruses. You got people coming from all over the world and, and stuff. So you got to make sure you're staying healthy. got to bring those alcohol wipes for your hands and stuff. Um, yeah, it is a marathon of a, an event and, uh, I don't think I don't think I've ever seen a show that's anything like it in the world. Uh, it's crazy all the stuff that's there. And uh, every year I promise myself that I will walk every inch of the floor and I will see everything. And every year I fail. <laughs> every year I do not come close. And every year my legs go, screw you. We're leaving and you can just do whatever you want. So anyway, we're going to see the CS show. If you've gotten a chance, get some tickets to it. If you had the ability to do, of course you have to be in the association of the CTA or, um, you have to be like press or, you know, so you have to be someone who works in the industry. Uh, I know sometimes there are vendors that give away tickets, so, you know, you can look, watch for those, but for the most part, you kind of have to be on the inside to go see it. But guess what? You can watch the Chris and see all of our coverage that we'll be doing. It will be probably 24 seven, which it usually is. It's pretty crazy. And we'll be doing lots of interviews for the podcast. We'll be talking to lots of people. Um, bringing you all the coolest, latest, innovative stuff in CES. <laughs> oh, you're bringing a lot of stuff to you. It's going to be crazy. So anyway, the other show uh, I believe we're doing uh, in December is MJ Biz uh, Con. It's a marijuana business um, convention. So we're going to go see that. It's going to be in Las Vegas uh, in mid December. And, uh, that's going to be a really cool show to go and see. Of course, we've launched just recently the pot biz podcast.com. Uh, it took us so long to launch that cause we just could not come up with a name for it that we liked, but we finally did pot biz podcast. I mean, how hard is that to remember? Uh, and so on there, we're talking to a lot of people who are in the business of pop marijuana, this industry. Uh, we're talking about investments in the industry. Certainly, if you're familiar with all the things that are going on in the world, uh, if you're an investor, you buy stocks, you buy businesses, you create businesses. Maybe you're an entrepreneur who wants to get started in the entrepreneur business of uh, pot or uh, legalization or CBD or other things like that. Uh, we talk about that stuff. So be sure to subscribe to that new podcast show that we have going on over there. Let's get into some of the news that's going on today. It's, uh, what's the date today? November 21st, Thursday. Do you realize a week from now, it's going to be Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, man. 
Man, I better start working out just for CES and Thanksgiving alone. Uh, I should be doing this podcast on my treadmill right now. If you guys hear pat- pitter-pattering, like, that's probably my treadmill. It's not probably anything else. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. Let's talk about tech news. What the hell's going on in the tech world, Chris? Where have you been for a week? I don't know. I needed a break. So I took a week off. Don't hate me. Just love me. Sometimes I need some, sometimes we need to be apart. You know, we need some space so that we can learn how to appreciate each other better. But I always love you. It's just sometimes I need some, I need to unwind. I think I have to go to my man cave. I have to go to my man cave for a little while. Leave the podcast at the door. That's kind of what happens. Anyway, let's get into this. Bloomberg. Bloomberg sources say Apple is overhauling how it tests software. Mainly, uh, it's making daily builds disable unfinished features by default after a swarm of bugs marred the iOS 13 debut. So I guess what they're doing is uh, trying to test things better before they launch it. What a concept. What an idea there, Apple. Way to go. Every software company does have this problem. Uh, so um, there you go. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that'll help them be less buggy. Here's an idea. Why don't you just get it right before you ship it? Instead of using all of us as beta testers. <laughs> like, you know, the hard part is all these companies, every company does it. So I'm not just picking on Apple, but every one of these companies, they pretty much have set dates. Like, you always know that September is going to be a big launch date. Um, you know, all of them do. Samsung, all these companies do. And the problem is every year they're just scrambling down to the last minute, I'm sure, to get everything perfect. You see that in the beta test, especially like Apple, you can get the beta test on the back end. So you can see all the holes and stuff like Swiss cheese. And, uh, you know, maybe you should just not ship every September. You should just like do it whenever. But I realize it's kind of the reason they do that. And I mean, it's smart to ship in September because Christmas, those Christmas sales, those actually it's going to start next week in a day, right? Black Friday. <laughs> in fact, you know, I should make another ad. We are currently working on the best gifts to buy for Christmas. Uh, the highest quality, best gifts, the products that we've seen this year that we think would be great gifts. Now, they might not always be cheap. We're probably going to try and figure out a way to do some, like, budget stuff. Maybe we'll do two posts. We'll do, like, the best gifts you can buy uh, you know, if you got five hundred dollars kicking around, three to five hundred dollars kicking around, or uh, another post for like the best budget things you can buy for someone that uh, are going to be incredible value. Maybe I'll do two, but we're working on this post. We're asking all these uh, PR agencies that we work with, wonderful people and companies, to send us their latest, hottest products so that we can bring you, you, not you, you that. No, not the one in the back there. You up front. Right there, you. Just you. And a few of you, the rest of you. Uh, we're, we're looking to bring... <laughs> I should have one of those stereo things where I can go left and right during that. Not you. That you. <laughs> um, I'm moving around the mic like that's going to create a stereo system through left and right channels. Maybe it will. Am I in the left channel now? Am I in the right channel now? Shut up and do the podcast, Chris. Shut up and do the podcast. Anyway, guys. (laughs) It's Thursday, man. It's a week from Thanksgiving. Holy crap. It's that hell point of the year. I'm not even going out on Black Friday. Are you going out on Black Friday? I ain't. 
I ain't because I like living. <laughs> and I'm not getting myself maimed so that I can get $100 off a TV, eh? <laughs> not to mention that TV's going to get broke fighting my way out of a Walmart. So there's that. I don't know. Some people like shopping and they like the game. God bless them. And uh, just make sure you buy lots of health insurance and life insurance. So uh, what else do we have here? Um, oh, yeah. So anyway, we're going to be building that list. So watch for that. I'm going to try and get this thing out hopefully this weekend. And then what we're going to do is we're we're going to put the, out the list because we're still getting stuff in. We're still trying to review and get it done. But what we're going to be doing is um, uh, updating that list all the way up to Christmas. So if you see the list come out, best gifts to buy before Christmas, realize you might want to bookmark that list because we're going to keep updating it with stuff as we get stuff, all the newest and latest stuff, and uh, you know all that good stuff. So by Christmas, you should see wonderful rollouts of the best stuff you can buy for your family if you really love them now if you you know what i should do <laughs> i know we're not getting any news and i've segued here but you know what we should do we should do a product uh best gifts to buy for people you hate <laughs> we should do that list uh, I'm going to think that somebody remind me to do that list. If anybody's got any products they'd like to recommend that should go on that list, products you should buy for people you genuinely hate. Maybe they're family members uh, that have a certain political affiliation. Maybe, um, you know, they're just your Nate, that neighbor you hate, your neighbor that uh, their dog always comes and poops on your lawn or something. Uh, actually, I can think of a product that would make the top of that list. Um, I'm trying to trying to think of what the name of it is, but what they do is they you you pay them with Bitcoin, and they're an overseas company, and you uh, pay them with Bitcoin, and you can say whatever you want in an anonymous um, note, and what you do is you uh, get this company. I think it's called Shit Express. I think it's one of ShitExpress.com. Anyway, you you uh, pay the company, and they ship. Um, horse poop or cow poop, I'm not sure, but it's literally cow poop in a container. They ship it to that person with your dirty note anonymously to tell you what you think of them. So, hey, man, there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's get on other news. Uh, I'll have to think about that. Gifts you should get for someone you hate. <laughs> Welcome to the Chris Voss Show. First up. What's the best gift you should give someone who hates an Apple iPhone? Oh, I'm just kidding. That was a nice, Chris. Uh, Twitter. Twitter, according to TechCrunch, is rolling out its hide replies feature to all users globally. Because God knows I just want to read posts and not know what the replies were. Um, because why bother having more context to something? I don't know. What is that kind of? Is that kind of like a fake news feature? Like... Uh, someone said something. I don't want to see what their replies were, whether or not they validated the post or called out the bullshit on the post. I don't know, man, but whatever. Anyway, uh, so Twitter's up to that. Thank God. Way to go, Twitter. Oh, what, Twitter's kind of starting to make some right moves. I I wouldn't turn off 
the replies. I like the replies. The replies are the best part. You know, the replies are like the comments section of a blog post, especially one that goes off the rails, like, you know, Reddit, Ken, you know, just about any, just about any Reddit post is fun to read the comments and you're just like, oh man, the comments are better than the post. Oh wow. The trolling is real. So, um, you know, plus the nice thing about replies is they're a validation of the post. So either people go, yeah, you're right. That's so smart. And what you said is true. And here's some other proof that it's true. Or, you know, sometimes you, you get called out. I've been called out. Like sometimes uh, I'll wake up in the morning. I'll see like a post from somebody and I'll be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm like half asleep and I just post it, repost it. And then somebody will be like, hey, Chris, that was from like 2014. What are you doing, man? And I'll be like, oh, crap, man, I just woke up. Oh, my bad. So, uh, you know what You know what they should come out with? Twitter should come out with Nevermind. I was going to say an automatic spell fixer, fix speller. Is, is that even a word? Uh, fix speller for uh, for your posts. But I don't know. Then we'd have to, then we'd have, then we'd assume that certain people who misspell fairly frequently, Kofefe, on the internet, um, aren't as dumb as we, <laughs> as d- probably dumb as we should know they are. Um, what else is going on in the world? Apple removed their ratings and review section from product pages on its website over the weekend. This is according to Apple Insider. Uh, this is kind of interesting. November 17th, Apple removed the ratings and reviews section from all product pages on the Apple website. It's unclear why they did this it's a mystery tim cook let us know what the mystery is tim (laughs) i don't know man one of the problems that i've been seeing a lot of reviews lately is uh a lot of trolling and i'm i can't remember what the word is for it but basically it's like programmed uh mass trashing like recently i saw um what was the death stranding death stranding is a video game and uh, I think the maker has a pretty good reputation of making good games. And evidently it's a good game for my friends I've talked to have played it. I haven't played it. Um, but evidently it's a pretty good game. Uh, and uh, before its launch, before anybody really got to play with this thing, they got, I think it's called Troll Bombed or Comment Bombed, but they got bombed with ugly reviews, just like zero stars, one star, just trashing the game before it even got launched and sold. And I guess it was some sort of activist group uh, that that latched onto a whole mess of other people who kind of got a cancel culture sort of uh, attitude uh, about, I don't know, some other stuff that he's done. Doesn't really have anything to do with gaming, to my understanding. So anyway, they, they comment bombed um, the ratings. Uh, we've seen this happen on Netflix. We've seen this happen on Amazon. Uh, and, um, you know, maybe that's what Apple's doing. They don't want to get bombed for rating reviews, which is really sad because I mean, even on Amazon, I got to tell you, I was talking about a friend this the other day on Facebook, the Chris Voss show, we get about two uh, pitches a day, two to three pitches a day from Chinese companies, largely and, and Asian companies, uh, pitching us to, uh, do Amazon reviews. We won't do them because they're against the TOS of Amazon and it's kind of unethical and it pollutes the, uh, reviews on Amazon. So you have to be really careful. Not to mention I've seen, uh, reviews where clearly, 
clearly the employees of a company were going in and 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 spoofing up the reviews. Seen the same thing on Google Play. Um, you'll see like a a bunch of really angry people going, "Your app sucks. This app sucks." And then suddenly you'll see these things that'll be like, "I don't know what these other people to." Oh, I love this game. It's the greatest game ever. And I'm just like, "Wow, that's really weird." Normally, when I review something or bash it, I don't mention what everyone else is reviewing. So, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. Anyway, according to 9to5 Google, Google Duplex launches on web as Google Assistant in Chrome lets users buy movie tickets from 70-plus cinemas and ticketing services across the U.S. So, um, Google Duplex, it's moving beyond voice and coming to the web. Uh, so I'm going to have to find out some more about Google Duplex. Uh, you can tell me what you think of it. Uh, next up in the news, this is uh, kind of political, but we have to talk about it because we've talked about it before in the Chris Voss show, and this is the tech biz. Evidently, President Donald Trump hosted an undisclosed dinner with Mark Zuckerberg and Peter Thiel at the White House in October. Facebook confirmed this meeting. Uh, kind of interesting. I'd love to know what these meetings are about. Uh uh, right now, Twitter has banned political ads, and Google has said they're going to dial it back. They're going to change targeting. I believe Facebook may have talked about targeting. I verified that story. I just saw some right-wing media complaining about how the targeting is being changed, but I, I thought it, they said Facebook, but um, it appears Google has taken and done that. They're taking away the micro-targeting so much with political ads, which is good. It makes it harder to play into biases and create false media that can manipulate people based upon their prejudices. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. It's it's going to be interesting to see how social media and tech companies um, mon uh, go through this whole maze of politics. It's going to happen up to 2020 uh, election. And it's going to be interesting to see how that comes out the other side. And I'm sure we're going to have countries trying to mess with us. Um, there's lots of people who said 2016 election meddling was a cakewalk compared to what we're going to see in 2020. So keep your eyes, um, keep your eyes on the prize at all times. Keep your hands and legs inside of the cart as it's moving and, uh, scream loudly in terror. <laughs> Microsoft has delayed the release of surface earbuds which is said we're coming in the fall until spring of 2020. Whoa. Hmm. What the hell happened there? So that didn't go well. Uh, this is an interesting story. We've talked about this on the Chris Voss show over time as it, as it came up and then as it went down. <laughs> WeWork. You probably heard about WeWork by now. Holy crap. It's it's the company that, that, uh, that, uh, uh, Started off as as a unicorn that was going to be the most awesome thing ever, and blah blah blah. And the next Uber and whatever. Of course, Uber hasn't really done that good in the marketplace when it comes to stocks. Anyway, they uh, and and let me give you a little more background on WeWork. WeWork, uh, SoftBank, one of the main investors in WeWork, had to basically buy out the other investors uh, pennies on the dollar, and they had to give $1.7 billion, I believe, to their CEO to get him paid off and make him go away. So we basically built a almost pyramid scheme of a company, kind of Ponzi-ish, and uh, you know, kind of had some uh, interesting accounting measures that used on the balance sheet. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, in reality, they weren't a tech company. They were just a real estate office, commercial office company. That's really all they were. The only difference is instead of charging uh, for leases for two or three years at a pop and, you know, two or three months down for a security deposit, they took in, uh, you know, they do this thing where, you know, you or I, if we're just uh, individual employees, we can uh, buy a month's worth of whatever and we can go use it as we like. Um, kind of interesting concept, but it's still a commercial leasing office business. Uh, but they turned it into a whole juggernaut of hype and uh, said it was going to be something more, which it wasn't. <laughs> the biggest problem with uh, commercial office leasing and commercial office stuff is that you uh, you have to own the buildings or you have to you know have a long-term contract and then you got to resell that contract. It's not like it's free. Um, and there's a lot of capital layout in it. It's not cheap. You know, plus you've got to renovate uh, the buildings to fit your open workspace model. So there's that. So anyway, they gave the um, CEO $1.7 billion of walking money to get the fuck out. Uh, and they just announced today that they are laying off around 2,400 employees globally. So they're trying to fix the business. They're trying to save it from bankruptcy, uh, botched IPO. And I, this is what the problem is in our country, guys. This guy walks out, builds a uh, shitty company that uh, whatever. He walks away with $1.7 billion and 2,400 people get laid off. It really should be the other way around. They should send the kid packing and they should be like, um, we're just giving your money to 2,400 employees. Now, that's my take on it. If you build a faulty business, I just don't understand, man. I built so many profitable businesses and, uh, wow, man, I just don't understand. Like you, if I didn't have a profitable business, I don't get paid. That's how it works or that's how it's supposed to work. I don't know. Silicon Valley, it's a whole different thing. As long as they can go sell that turd to somebody else, um, you're still making money even though it's not. <laughs> Should be a shirt I just made there. According to Thorot, I've never heard of those guys, uh, Google brings Smart Compose to Google Docs as a beta, initially available in English for the G Suite users on the web. I'm not a big G Suite user, so if you are, you might want to look into that. That might be cool for you and your Google Docs. According to Ars Technica, Google increases rewards for TitanM secure element exploits on Pixels to 1.5 million uh, and to 7 point or 750k for other exploits android hack rewards used to top out at $200 so if you find exploits in their software hey good for you man rock and roll so they're uh, definitely paying people to fix and patch their problems, et cetera, et cetera. According to The Verge, Susan W., the CEO of YouTube, is working to bring ads to edgier content and its new gaming policy where fewer restrictions for violence in gaming. Uh, thanks. Yeah, thanks for finally getting around to that. Uh, <laughs> didn't used to be a big deal. For like 10 freaking years, everyone posted swear words and all sorts of other stuff on YouTube, and then suddenly YouTube's like, hey, we want to be moral. YouTube is turning into a cable channel, and they really don't care about creators anymore. They honestly, seriously don't. Um, that dream is dead. They're, they're moving on to be a cable channel. So you might as well move on again as well. 
Uh, here's the next Wall Street Journal. Uh, Facebook, according to sources, sought feedback from large Republican and Democratic political ad buyers about changing ad targeting size from 100 to a few thousand. They're considering boosting the minimum amount of people who can be targeted by specific ads from 100 to a few thousand. So that's why they're not stopping sales. They're looking to make more freaking money out of it. There you go. Well, follow always, what's the old saying? Follow the money. Uh, let's see. Uh, according to VentureBeat, Gmail on Android and iOS is going to gain support for dynamic email starting on November 21st, letting users take action like purchasing project products directly within a message. So dynamic email, whatever that means, you're going to be allowed to uh, do all sorts of different things with it. Evidently, watch for that to launch and away you go. According to Amnesty International, they say Facebook and Google's omnipresent surveillance is inherently incompatible with the right to privacy and is a danger to human rights. <laughs> a little late for that to go back in the Pandora's box, isn't it? Oh my gosh, we're being spied on. We should stop. Yeah, you can't stop that train, baby. That's the way it is. Uh, according to TechCrunch, Facebook brings stories to uh, Facebook dating letting users add their Facebook or Instagram stories to dating profiles. That's kind of weird. Hey, look at my dating profile. I was out drunk with Bob, Betty on Friday, and look, she's puking. You want to date me? <laughs> I don't know. I like Facebook stories when, I, when I'm when i bored. Like, if I'm going to bed at night and I've read all the news and i got nothing better to do, I'll, like, look at people's Facebook stories. And uh, I'll be like, what are my friends doing? I'm like, oh, their lives are as sad as mine. Okay. Facebook stories. Um, you know, that or their ability to deliver live or recorded video really sucks. I hate the ones where they post the meme. I'm like, seriously, you posted a meme in your fucking Facebook story? Thanks. Yeah, you couldn't just do that on Facebook? Your wall? You seriously had to put that in a story because that's what I want to do is look for five minutes at a fucking meme quotation. Anyway, whatever. So Facebook is making so you can add stories to dating. I'm trying to think of what stories you can add to dating. I'm so lonely. Someone date me. Uh -huh. I'm on Facebook dating. Um, the pool is really small. Let's put it that way, especially where I'm at. In Utah, I'm writing a book here. It's a real small pool. Um, it's a real rough pool, man. It's a small, rough pool. So there you go. It looks like everyone has been thrown out of bed about 50 times, and they hit the wall, and then they got run over by the taxi that was picking up the next morning. And, oh, wait, I'm just describing me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Facebook dating because that's what you need. I don't know. I kind of like Facebook dating for the reason it validates that you're not married. Like if you're married or something, you can't get into Facebook dating because it knows. And then uh, if you really, like if you, I guess if you want to get in, you have to create a fake Facebook profile, which I'm sure a bunch of married guys are doing because that's what they do on dating sites. But for the most part, you can't just change your dating profile without your girlfriend or your wife being like, why'd you change your Facebook uh, profile? Um, Oh, I was trying to, you know, I just want to see what Facebook dating was about. What? <laughs> Have fun with that conversation and give my girlfriend or wife your number. <laughs>
Only if she's hot, though. According to The Verge, Apple MacBook Pro 16-inch. It's a 16-incher, ladies. Review. Not sure what that means. Best speakers on the laptop with a good keyboard and improved battery life. Wait. They're talking about a MacBook Pro review, and the top thing that sticks out the most of them is the best speakers. It has the best speakers on a laptop. Well, shut up and take my fucking money. But it only has a good keyboard. You got to learn to read reviews right because as reviewers, we put little fucking Easter eggs in here as to what we really think about something. I, I've done it on my videos and people write me and they go, I know exactly what you meant. That's not a glowing review. Um, let's see. It's got improved battery life, but it's heavy. And Mac OS Catalina is still buggy, according to The Verge. Um, so there you go. Apple fixed the obvious things they said. The keyboard is fixed. If Apple did nothing else, the one thing makes the thing better is the speakers. So go throw down 2500 bucks or whatever the hell those damn things cost and have fun. Or buy a Chromebook. <laughs> 250 I think. You can buy some really nice Chromebooks, actually. We've reviewed some really nice... Uh, laptops from uh, Acer. We've got uh, some other Acers coming in the mail for the Christmas uh, holiday post. So watch for that. Anyway, yeah, then I'll go what are you going to do? According to Bloomberg, a look at Google's work with the U.S. military as senior military officials worry about the parts of Google's employee base approaching a state of open rebellion. There's kind of this conflict going on where uh, the employees of Google are openly rebelling and not happy about the contracts that the Google has with the U.S. military for different AI stuff, robotics, um, you know, some of the some of the darker secrets of probably, what is it, Google X Labs or whatever. Uh, they're not really happy about them helping the military about some of their things. So, I don't know. <laughs> What's going to happen? Is the U.S. military going to calling a drone strike to the Google employee base. Wait, can't kill the employees because the employees are the ones making the secrets to give to the U.S. military to use to do the drone strikes to kill. Yeah, that's probably not going to work. All right, good luck with that, U.S. military and Google. And when you look at it this way, the U.S. military probably has it all anyway from the NSA. They have everything already that Google's doing. They don't really need, they're just like, they're probably spying on the phones right now. Who's a Google subversive employee? It's like Hong Kong right now. Oh, yep, here we go. This is the story I was looking for. I talked about earlier, so let's go back to an expand. According to the New York Times, Google's limiting micro-targeting of political ads for state and federal Democrats shakes up the ag plans and frustrates both demos and Republicans. Hey, man, fine with me. I want to see political ads die would it be great if we didn't have any political ads what a wonderful utopia that would be i'll pay to see that like i'll charge me 10 bucks a month for that not to see political ads here's what i want i want you to get up on your little soapbox mr politician regardless of party I'm not being political but i want you to stand on your soapbox and dance for me bitch dance dance show me your dance and then, you know, tell me what you're going to do for the country. But dance first because, you know. By the way, there's a poll. <laughs> uh, make it rain, bitch. Something like that. Uh, that's what billionaires say. 
Uh, let's see. So anyway, they're <laughs> they're gonna take and do that. But no, here's what I think. I don't want to see your spin ads and your misleading ads, and you're like, well, you know, uh, my 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 opposing candidate killed Bobby in the street and ran him down with his car, and you're like, well, what an asshole! And, and the other commands are like, that didn't happen. You faked that. You made that up. That's BS. And they're like, and then people are like, ugh. Yeah, that must have really happened because I'm fucking stupid. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I'm acting out the scene. Why are you acting out the scene, Chris? I don't know. It seemed entertaining at first, but now that I'm deep into it, it's not that funny. Maybe this part is. The narrative over the not funny part. Nice attempt to save, Chris. Way to go. According uh, to The Verge. So anyway, I would just like you to stand on your soapbox. Let me see who you are. Let me judge your character, all your faults, blemishes, your warts, all that sort of good stuff. Um, you know, let me see you. Let me evaluate you, not your little cheeky ads. And, you know, there's some people that have political ads. You never see them on TV. They just have really good ads because they don't want to. You know, it's kind of like if if I ran for political office, you'd never see my face on a TV ad because I know I'd scare away voters. People are like, oh, oh, holy, holy shit. Look at that guy, man. We cannot let him get anywhere near the government. Holy crap. He's wow. Holy. That guy is. Really, just got hit over the head with the ugly stick. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's it. That's what I think about that. Uh, the Verge Steam Remote Play is launched. This is pretty fun. I was kind of trying to try this out. Um, Steam has uh, put out Remote Play. Steam, the game distributor, seller, all that good stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. I think that's the first time I've done that on a podcast. That was weird. Um, let's users play local multiplayer PC games over the internet with other gamers across desktop, iOS, and Android. Not really sure how it works or if you have to have the apps in and themselves, like your friends have to have the games on their iOS things, or if they can just stream it through, uh, Steam SharePlay. I haven't really got a chance to play with it, but if you have, let me know what you think and we'll take it from there. Anyway, guys, that's a rundown of the news, the tech news as I see it. Uh, if you're a PR agency or a company, be sure to uh, get with us so that we can get you possibly on the list. We're considering, you know, we're not putting anybody on that list of best products. We're just picking the best products that we love. I know Master and Dynamics is going to be on that list. A few other cool lists from Centrance. I'm just looking around my desk at different things that impress me. Everything from OWC. Uh, we'll be on that list. Uh, other world computing. Um, there's a few other cool products that I'm just kind of looking around. Anything from Kensington is always really good for us. We've got a bunch of Kensington stuff running around here. Logitech always puts out great product. Harman Kardon, JBL, of course, will always make the list every year. And uh, yeah, just anything you want to buy from those guys is going to be awesome. Uh, far as I'm concerned, that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. So there you go. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Go to thecvpn.com or chrisvosspodcastnetwork.com. Tell them, hey, Chris Voss sent me, man. I'm here. I'm here for you, baby. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. We'll see you next time.